Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Biscuit on the Chick-fil-A app today. Real Chick-fil-A guests paid for their testimonials. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. I feel like I belong on this stage, and I, you know, even two, three years ago when people didn't know who I was, I felt like I could still, still play and compete against the best players in the world. I felt like I've shown that this year, you know, and I've had, I've come up close, and you know, obviously everyone sees the person that hoists the trophy, but I've been trending in the right direction for a long time now. I've made a lot of cuts. I've had a handful of top tens and top twenties, and I feel like I've been on a great trajectory to get to this place. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm gonna say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We're gonna go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 the buzz. One hour down, two hours to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been a great Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services. We've been reacting to everything that happened over the sports weekend. But uh, what was another great thing that happened over the weekend and over the past few days is that uh, Aaron Torres, of course, of the Aaron Torres podcast, as well as Fox Sports Radio, had a great sit-down interview on his podcast with Razorback head basketball coach Eric Musselman. They talked a lot about the NBA draft, talked about his team upcoming this year. So let's go ahead and talk more about that with our guy Aaron as we go to the Jones and Sun Diamond and Brattle Fine Jewelry Hotline. And welcome in Aaron Torres of that Aaron Torres podcast. And AT, as always, man, we appreciate you joining us. How are you doing this afternoon? So I'm doing well. I have a question for you guys. Do you, I saw you guys are talking U.S. Open, you're talking College World Series, obviously, um, you know, without the Hogs, and I'm not, I'm not saying that sarcastically, but what, what I was curious about, do you guys like this time of year when you can kind of dive into topics that you would like, like you guys would never talk, like, like there could be a meteor hit a golf course in October and you would never talk golf. But today you are because obviously it's a quiet time for all of us who cover college sports. Do you like this time of year or do you like more being in the bread and butter and kind of having those topics that really, really, really resonate in the college sports world? I'm curious. Well, just for me personally, I really don't like this time of year for content-wise, <laughs> but I do love it because it's usually when I take most of my vacations and my days off. So, you know, you got to balance it out a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, it, listen, it, yeah. you got you got to do what you got to do. And, of course, we wish uh, Arkansas was in the World Series right now, but that's not the case. But that's okay because, listen, Razorback basketball, uh, for all intents and purposes, have been something that's been carrying uh, a lot of people's interest just because of the fact that, there's so much going on with the program. You've had success over the past three years, and knowing that uh, you have a great transfer class that's coming in, and you got to sit down with the head man himself, yeah. Eric Musselman. So, so Aaron, just uh, I got to listen to it as a great interview, or I guess watch it in this case. But uh, out of curiosity, just when you've talked to him and you've known him for a long time, did you see anything as far as his mentality, his demeanor, anything that may be different from when you've talked to him in previous times, or was he the same old, same old Muss? You know, listen, I, I, I do think there is a sense of excitement for him. Listen, you know, he's obviously, uh, you know, one, and we talked a little bit about this, he, he's been on the other side of the NBA draft. But I think even since he got to the college game and has, has had, um, you know, uh, the opportunity to coach professionals at both Nevada um, and, and Arkansas, I also think it's safe to say that he's never had a night quite like what he is, like what we're all expecting him in Arkansas basketball to have on Thursday, and that was honestly a lot of the reason why I wanted to have him on, is, is I, I wasn't, I wasn't going to pepper him with too many questions about the 2024 team. I don't think it's fair to him or the players, you know, not, you know, what is it, six months out from the start of the season, be asking a million questions about guys that, that haven't made their debuts for Arkansas yet. So I wanted to keep the focus on Thursday night, 
And I bring it up because, really, Sean, I mean, I, I think, you know, as you guys know, Musk loves basketball. He loves everything about it. Um, you know, the coaching, the recruiting, the development, the relationships. And I just, I just sense the real sense of excitement about what Thursday night is going to bring for Arkansas basketball. And, and, and I don't mean it from uh, this many guys get drafted and we get to tweet about it and, and, and um, you know, use it in recruiting. I, I think what I mean by that is that I think there's a sense of excitement that he just gets to see four guys that, that he got to spend the last year with uh, change their lives. And I think for, you know, I, I kind of equated it. I'm not a parent, John. I know you're, I don't think you are. You're, <laughs> no, um, no, I'm not. But I bring, <laughs> yeah, I thought so. I didn't, I didn't want to make that, that major leap, though. But I bring it up because I thought, you know, it, to, to me, it feels kind of like, you know, watching your son, you know, graduate on to the next thing, whether it's high school to college, middle school to high school, whatever. And it seemed like he is just excited for that process. Again, not not so he can brag and put out a bunch of tweets and all that kind of stuff, but just because, you know, you spend one, two, I'm sure in the case of a Nick Smith, three, four years recruiting, and you get to see him reach his lifelong goal along with, obviously, hopefully Jordan Walsh, Ricky Council, and uh, Anthony Black on Tuesday, so, or on Thursday. So that would be the only thing that I would say, John, really stood out to me as anything different than any other time. Usually it's about basketball, it's about the team. Um, this time it feels like he's just happy and, and, and excited to be along for the ride as those guys' lives change on Thursday The coach must speak about these players and uh, what they can bring to a team on the next level, Some of what they do best and, uh, and how they project to the next level and go into the NBA. Well, Joe, I mean, you got to listen to get all those details. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, no, no, no. You know, we talked a lot about Anthony Black, um, which understandably, I mean, I think if, if my math is correct, my research is correct, probably likely the first top 10 pick for Arkansas since Joe Johnson in 2001. Um, so I, I think the thing that stood out to me about what he said about Anthony Black is that, uh, one, I, I think even as somebody who tries to follow all this stuff and covers this stuff and talks to people, I don't even know that I realized how much that coaching staff put on Anthony Black throughout the season where he was talking about, you know, in huddles, Anthony Black would say, hey, coach, I think we need to run this or I think we need to switch this. Uh, schematic thing, this coverage, this defense, this whatever. So I think that was what stood out to me for Anthony Black is that, that you know, he is just now ascending into the player that he's going to be. But then I think the other thing that stood out, and I don't think it's a surprise to Razorback fans, and, and it, you know, you could sense the disappointment in him, just like in every Arkansas fan, that we didn't get to see the full complement of what Nick Smith can do. I mean, I, I think... It goes without saying, you know, he was ranked number one in the country for a reason. Um, and, and Coach Musk kind of went through, hey, listen, you know, he was playing great in Europe, and then he had an injury. Came back, was playing great, then had another injury, and it was just so start-stop for him. Again, I, I think from my perspective as the interviewer, I think it was, again, like talking about your son. Like, you're disappointed that he didn't get to show everything that he's capable of more than how – certainly – it, it didn't come up how it impacted the team, but I think you could just sense a, a sense of disappointment from him that, that all of America didn't get to see the full Nick Smith package. And then from there, he really talks about what Nick Smith does well and what NBA scouts are telling him, uh, having had a chance to work with Nick Smith over these last couple of weeks. So, yeah, I, I, I think to answer your question, he, those were the kind of things that stood out about the players uh, in this year's draft. And again, just I think a sense of overall excitement because, as I've said a few times now, there's four guys in this draft that, that could potentially be drafted from Arkansas. Great for the program, but, of course, great for those four individuals as well. Well, what would it mean to a program like Arkansas, who has a lot of history, and they've had players drafted before. You know, They've had Isaiah Joe, they've had Jalen Williams, they've had Moses Moody here recently. But you're talking about potentially four guys in the NBA draft and two of them being taken in the first round. Just what does that do for a program like Arkansas and for the future and for recruiting and for Eric Musselman being the coach here to show, hey, not only can you come here and we put you in the league, but we put multiple guys in the league from the same team? Yeah, it was funny. Uh, I was on air a few few days ago with, with your guys' buddy Phil Elson, and we talked about this exact thing. Is like, you know, you just look at, you know, I mean, let's be honest. Is it program changing? I don't know. You've been to three straight Sweet Sixteens and two Elite Eight, so it's like I don't think it's program changing. But I think one thing that I know that the three of us have talked about through the years, I know that I've talked to Phil about, I know I've talked to Coach Must about, is that you know it's almost like you know I think coaches use this as as a 
analogy a lot in football, right? You stack days up on top of each other. You don't start out as great. You don't start out as incredible. But you stack one good day on top of two, on top of five, on top of ten. Now you're building momentum. And so I bring it up because I think that's what this is to me, John, is it's just another milestone that proves that you can come to Arkansas, play for Eric Musselman, and any goal dream that you have in basketball can be accomplished, right? I mean, listen, you know, again, something Coach Muss and I talked about. You know, Moses Moody is already an NBA champion at 20, 21 years old. Um, you know, Jalen Williams was, was playing meaningful minutes in the playoffs for Oklahoma City this year. Um, and so now you're going to add to that probably a top 10 pick in Anthony Black, probably a minimum of two, maybe three first-round picks if Jordan Walsh can sneak in the back end. And I think it just proves, you know, listen, I, I think there's a ceiling on what, you know, if you're a player, there, there's certain places, right? You know, like, I don't want to throw anybody on the bus, but, like, you know, you go to, like, Wisconsin, like, there's a ceiling to probably what you're going to be as a basketball player, right? You're going to play three, four years, you're going to have a good career, go overseas, whatever. You go to Arkansas, I mean, listen, now a top 10 pick, multiple first-round picks. This will be what? Uh, third, fourth straight year since he's been there that at least one player has been drafted. And oh, by the way, and I think this is an important part of the recruiting pitch as well, right? Is you can win at a really high level too. As I mentioned, three straight sweet 16s, uh, two elite eights. And, and John, I know something you and I have talked about is you lost to the national champ in, in, in two of those three years, and Duke was probably the best team in the country the year that Arkansas lost to him. So, you know, you're winning at an insane level. Um, and so I just bring it up because I, I just think it's another thing that you can stack on top of everything else, is you can come to Arkansas, compete at the highest level, compete with the best programs, and, oh, by the way, in a year or two or three or whatever your timeline is, we're going to have you ready to play at the highest level, which is something that's proven out over the last two or three years. As you mentioned, Aaron, Coach Muss has been on both sides of this as a college coach, but he was a, an NBA coach at one time, so he's seen it on, on both sides. But did he reveal any kind of plans that he has, anything special planned for this Thursday night for the NBA draft? Yeah, I got some breaking news, Joe, which I'm sure has swept the Internet and swept Arkansas. Coach Muss is going to suit up on Thursday night, which was really – I just used this whole interview to set up that question was it's the first – it's the first time he's going to be in the green room. And I said to him, I said, Coach, come on now. You, you are the, you know, you were wearing polos on the sideline before it was cool and normal to wear polos on the sideline. I said, you're not really going polo this year, are you? Or, uh, on the draft, he said, no, 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 no. We, we had a suit fitting at the house. I'm going to make sure to look good. Uh, Mrs. Musselman helped me pick it out. My daughter Mariah helped me pick it out, all that good stuff. So I think that was the late-breaking news on what is expected on Thursday night. He will be attending the draft. He said it's the first one that I think it's the first one he'll ever be attending, period, but certainly in the role of the college coach that kind of gets to sit in the green room and look around. So, again, to, to John's first question, I think you could absolutely tell the excitement that he has about being there. Uh, I, you know, I think Nick Smith and Anthony Black, at the very least, will both be there and kind of being by those guys' side as, uh, you know, as they hear their names called on Thursday night. He still has to go basketball shoes. Even though he's going suit, he still has to do that. He can't just go hmm. full on because that's more acceptable now anyway, going with a basketball shoe with a suit. So he has to do that at least. Well, that, those are the hard-hitting questions you guys can ask him the next time. I didn't hmm. get too in-depth on the wardrobe. I just thought... I've just, I, I mean, I guess I've seen him in a suit. I mean, I think early in his early time at Nevada, he started in the suit. But then really, that last year when they really played really well, made us well, second to last year, they made the Sweet 16. Then they go, they, then they're top 10 in the country the following year. And pretty much he's just brought that polo wherever he's gone with them. So, um, so yeah, I, I don't know about the, 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 the shoe attire. But you're right, Joe. It is uh, socially acceptable. I know my wife told me she would not marry me if I would try to wear sneakers with a suit on my wedding day. <laughs> but I can't speak to uh, I can't speak to uh, what what uh, you know what he'll be wearing on uh, Thursday night. Yeah, Outside well, the suit. Yeah, because honestly, the only time uh, I've seen him in a suit when he the day he got hired at Arkansas, he wore a suit, and uh, I was looking back on that, and I'm like, man, you know, this is nothing uh, offensive to, to Eric Musselman or anything. I was like, but that suit was not fitted for him. You know, that was one of those suits where it's just like. <laughs> They may they may have picked that one up at the at the J C Penney's on their way in and just said hey throw it on and sure. go for it so uh, yeah it'll be interesting to see him uh, see him in, in a suit and you know you mentioned the excitement and everything too that he has of uh, of these players and uh, just with the four guys that we're really talking about of course with Anthony Black Nick Smith Jr Jordan Walsh and Ricky Council 
Uh, we think that they all will be drafted, and we know it's about the team you're with and the coaching you have and all of that. But among all those guys, who do you feel like uh, could end up having or maybe has the most upside when it comes to their NBA career uh, or maybe some teams that you feel like uh, could be really fitting, especially for the top two guys? Yeah, John, this is one thing Coach Coach and I talked about is, you know, it's weird to, to say, like, Anthony Black is, like, new to basketball because I don't think he's new. But I think most Arkansas fans know, but I'm sure probably the average fan doesn't know, is that he was obviously a really high-level football player throughout so much of his life that it's really only been about the last year to 18 months that he's been able to solely focus on basketball. So it sounds weird, you know, American kid came up through the high school system. I mean, we're not talking about a kid that was maybe born in a foreign country that never picked up a basketball until 16, 17 years old. But he, I feel like, is still probably pretty young in his development. And it speaks to, you know, how, how smart he is, how intelligent he is as a basketball player that he was picking up, again, these complicated concepts as quickly as he was. And then, you know, obviously, look, I think the other three are, are all about upside, John, obviously. And, and I think the one that I'm obviously, it goes without saying, most intrigued by is Nick Smith Jr. Just because, again, we know who he was pre, prior to all of these injuries. Um, and we know what he's capable of being. And so I don't, you know, I, I don't know his health status. There's nothing I've heard that's, you know, negative as far as that's concerned. But I just hope that he has a, a healthy and productive NBA career because I, you know, I, I know it's disappointing to Arkansas fans, but I think I know every I know everybody listening also wants what's best for Nick Smith as well. And I think I speak for a lot of people, and I just want to see I want to see what he's capable of when he's able to be a hundred percent. And you know, once he gets drafted and all that stuff and finds a landing spot, you know, what kind of player can he develop into again if uh, you know if he's a hundred percent? So I think to a degree, all of those guys are based on upside, but. I think more than that, I think Nick Smith is the guy, not only from Arkansas, John, I'll take it a step further, maybe in this entire NBA draft, that if it clicks, I mean, he could be, you know, I'll give you an example, right, like a Michael Porter Jr. who had a bunch of injuries in college, ends up falling to the 13th pick, and we've seen what he's done since. Obviously, Nick Smith's a little bit of a different player, but could he become that kind of star on a really good team as long as he can stay healthy? Nick Smith Jr. may be the best shooter of the four, but that's going to be something that's intriguing when, you look at Anthony Black, Ricky Hounsell, and uh, Jordan Walsh. They're all guys who are trying to improve their shooting, and that's something that they're able to put a lot of work into on the next level. So that'll be intriguing to see those guys go through the NBA process and how they're able to improve as far as their shooting when they get to the next level. No doubt, and, and that's one thing, and I'm far from a, an, an expert on these things, but you talk to basketball people, they'll tell you it's like, if a guy is willing to put in the work, that is the one skill. I mean, if you're not, you know, if you're born 6'2", you can't, through hard work, become 6'8", right? Like, if you uh, have a 25-inch vertical leap instead of a 45-inch vertical leap, that's not something that can really fundamentally be changed. But three-point shooting and shooting in general is something that can be improved. And, you know, I think you look at uh, both the Jordan Walsh and Anthony Black, I mean, they're, they're, they're just two really young guys. Like, they're 18 years old that are just now scratching the surface of their potential. And I think, you know, that's the one thing. It's not just an Arkansas thing. I think we forget about all of this with the NBA draft. Is The NBA draft is, is, you know, it's all about upside and development and trying to figure out, okay, which guys have tools that we can work with. And I think, frankly, all three of those guys that you mentioned, uh, Joe, uh, I still think they're, they're nothing close to a finished product. And, and so... It's going to be fascinating to watch all of them unfold. But again, because the NBA draft itself is so much about upside, but especially those three freshmen are so much about upside as well, I, uh, I, I can't wait to watch their careers unfold. I, I know I've said it a few times. I think Nick Smith Jr. is the one to me that, like, man, I, just, I, I hope he can stay healthy and I hope we get to see what he's capable of because, unfortunately for college basketball fans, we just didn't get to see enough of it. Well, A.T., before we let you get out of here, man, I know that uh, you did talk a whole lot, or at least a little bit you did, with Eric Musselman about his upcoming team uh, with the transfers and everything. Still looking for another scholarship player. Uh, we'll see how, what direction they go. But just in your opinion, what do you make of all the transfers that have come in? What do you make of this team where it sits right now? Because I feel like this is setting up for another great year for Eric Musselman and the talent that he's been able to bring in through the portal. No doubt, and yeah, I mean, I, I asked him one question at the end, and, and you could tell the excitement, but you could also tell 
you know, they've had, what, a week in the gym with them, 10 days, you know, probably two or three practices at this point. And understandably, you know, I, I think he's excited, but I, I, I don't even think he fully knows what he has yet, nor should he, right? I mean, I think you have whatever it is, eight, nine new guys. It's a lot of prove-it-to-me kind of stuff. But I can only say from my perspective, and I know we talked about this throughout the spring, guys, I'm really excited about this group because I think the transfers um, complement each other well, where you have a few guys that are shooters. You know, Keon Metafield's more of a, 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 a get-to-the-rim kind of guy. L. Ellis is kind of a three-level guy. Tremont Mark's kind of more of a defensive guy first. Um, and I think that those guys not only complement each other well, but I think they also complement the returning pieces well I know we've talked about it a million times. Intrigued to see what Trevin Brazil looks like back at full strength. Um, and I think, you know, to me, that that's the part that I'm really excited about, is I think the pieces fit really nice. I think the talent is no doubt there. And I think the other thing that's important to note, too, and I know you guys know this, but it's going to be an older group next year. And I think, um, you know, it's easy to look back to last year, but between the injuries, you know, Nick Smith coming in and out of the lineup, you start with Trevin Brazil and then you finish without him, but then you also had six freshmen on that roster. That's just a, a, a lot to put on a lot of young guys. So this will be an older group, a more mature group. Um, he's excited, I could tell, and I know for sure that I am. I, I know we got a lot of time left before the Hogs tip off, but I am very excited to see them as well. Well, it's just from basing off of Razorback fans, I'd go ahead and argue that uh, they are about as excited uh, about Razorback basketball than in any other sport uh, and here in Arkansas, awesome. too. So they're pumped up for it, and it was a great interview, folks. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, just go over to the Aaron Torres podcast, wherever podcasts are found, as well as on YouTube. You can check out the full interview with Aaron and Razorback head basketball coach Eric Musselman. It's going to be a great one. AT, as always, we appreciate you joining us. Have a great week and a great offseason, man, and I'm sure we'll be catching up with you sometime this summer. All right. Thank you, guys. Enjoy your vacation days, John. We'll be talking soon. Thank you, guys. All right. Appreciate it. Again, that was Aaron Torres joining us on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. We'll take a break. When we come back, We'll continue on with the Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services by getting to the best and worst of the weekend. You won't want to miss it, so stay tuned on Out of Bounds. If you don't already have the Bet Saracen Sports Wager app, download it today from the app stores or go to BetSaracen.com. Bet Saracen is Arkansas's favorite sports betting app. Sports Center. In the NBA, a blockbuster trade was made yesterday. The Wizards will be sending Bradley Beal and Jordan Goodwin to the Suns for Chris Paul, Andrew Shamet, second-round picks, and pick swaps. Washington was unable to get a solid return for Bill due to his no-trade clause and his contract, which will pay him an average of $50 million a year for the next four years. Bill averaged 23 points, 4 rebounds, and 5 assists on 51% from the floor and 37% from three this past season with the Wizards. He will likely adjust well to not being a number one option on a team. The deal is not finalized yet as the Wizards look for a third trade partner to send Chris Paul to. Once the trade is completed, the Suns will have just six players under contract. Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Bradley Bill, Cameron Payne and Jordan Goodwin. Next up for the NBA is the draft, which is on Thursday. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Get Dad something he actually wants for Father's Day with a Brewskies gift card. It's the perfect gift for the guy who's got everything. The spending amount is customizable, and they don't expire so Dad can use it anytime. Save it for the next big game, use it out for lunch downtown, or maybe drinks before a concert. Just stop by Brewskies and tell your bartender or server that you're getting Dad the best Father's Day gift ever. And they'll set you up with a Brewskies gift card. Brewskies, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. Oakland Racing Casino Resort presents the Great Arkansas Beer Festival, Rock City Margarita Festival, Saturday, July 22nd at the Statehouse Convention Center. Brought to you in part by Tito's Handmade Vodka and Mosquito Joe. Go to 1037thebuzz.com for more. David Dunn here with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. We're the area's largest and highest rated independent diesel repair facility for all makes and models. From transmissions and brakes to suspensions and engine repair. If you're tired of high dealership prices and long wait times, come see what family-owned and locally operated really means. Expert technicians and the latest computer diagnostics will get your equipment back on the road fast. Take the England exit on I-440 to Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer, 568-2185. That's Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. 
Hi, I'm Rick Pennington of Lions Drug. We have great news. Generic Cialis is now available at a huge savings. We have Tadalafil, the FDA-approved generic of Cialis, in a 20-milligram tablet at a savings of up to 80%. We have the 5-milligram daily tablets for less than $3 a pill. Lions Drug continues to be your go-to pharmacy for men's health. What are you waiting for? Call us today at 844-676-2247 or go to our website at Lions Drug. Every day, we do one thing, and we do it at the highest level. We formed Arkansas Urology more than 25 years ago, and ever since, our world-class team has gained experience and expertise in every aspect of urology. Today, you'll find our state-of-the-art facilities across Arkansas, where the latest technologies are used in innovative ways by skilled specialists who are dedicated to one thing, improving lives every day. Schedule your appointment at ArkansasUrology.com. Guadney Chevrolet has redeployed. Deal Team 6. These guys didn't retire. They reloaded and declared it truck month without GM's blessing. Bite the bullet and get up to 7500 off select Silverados in stock with eligible trade. Trading a 2009 or newer? Stack the rebate. As high as 4250 on 2023 Silverado. Upgrade your family's personnel carrier to a 2023 Equinox with 2000 off in stock units. Why shop a mine? field of questionable used cars. Browse a huge selection of pristine pre-owned with Guadney's Deal Team 6 today. Guadney Chevrolet, the top gun of Arkansas's Chevy dealers. Coming from Little Rock? Avoid any traffic or construction by taking the Main Street exit in Jacksonville. Right on Main, then left on Bailey. To our front door, 1301 TP White Drive. Call 501-982-2102. GuadneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. All offered with approved credit. See dealer for details. Make it the event that everyone wants to attend by getting your meat for tailgates, parties, or just family get-togethers at Hogs Meat Market. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Hey, 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 hey! Turn that down, you buzz! It's a great time to get to Twin Peaks for happy hour, 2 to 7. Later, happy hour, 10 to close. Enjoy all the food and drink specials that go along with it. Get a lunch combo starting as low as $7.99. If you want to take some food to go, you can order online, curbside, or to go, courtesy of Postmates, DoorDash, and Uber Eats. You can continue to vote for Janya today. Today is the last day, so you want to go vote for Janya and make sure that she has a great time competing for Twin Peaks, Miss National Twin Peaks. But two ways you can do it, you can go to TwinPeaksRestaurant.com or you can go to MissTwinPeaks2023.com and Miss is spelled out, M-I-S-S. But make sure you vote for Janya and she's representing West Little Rock Twin Peaks. Out of Bounds is going to be there Friday, so come by and say hi and we're going to have a great time there. And it is Neon Bikini Party Week, so they'll have plenty of food and drink specials to go with that. Twin Peaks has... Plenty of daily and weekly specials, but come by and say hi to Out of Bounds on Friday at Twin Peaks. It's Twin Peaks. Each drink scenic views. It is a Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services. And I think in the best and worst of the weekend, but there's a little update on the College World Series. Stanford is up 4-1 now on Tennessee. It was 4 nothing, And now they're reviewing, it's in the top of the fifth, but they're reviewing a play at the plate where the Tennessee got their one run. But it also looked pretty close to where Stanford feels like they got the out. So with two outs right there on the board, this would be a big call. Because if it's an out, the inning's over. But if not, then Tennessee has a chance with runners at first and second uh, to make something out of it. And it looks like the umpires are saying he was safe. So the score stands for Tennessee. So we'll keep you updated on that one. As uh, you can never rule out anybody when it comes to the game of baseball. But especially Tennessee, who's had some comebacks this year. Uh, not only in the regular season, but also in the postseason as well. All right, let's go ahead and jump into the best and worst of the weekend. It was the best of times. In your life have you seen anything like that? It was the worst of times. Nuts and bolts, we got screwed. Turn down. It's time for the best and worst of the weekend on Out of Bounds. All right, it is time for the best and worst of the weekend, and I'll go ahead and kick it off with the best and just, once again, 
shouting out the College World Series. The the drama has been great. There hasn't been any blowouts. Uh, there's been five one-run games uh, that have been decided. There's been comebacks. There's been walk-offs. There's been uh, everything that you could possibly want when it comes to college baseball. And I think it's great because you know teams that look really good heading into it or teams that people are banking on or betting on, whatever it may be, uh, you're starting to see some of those teams have their own struggles, have their own weaknesses, and see great pitching, some great hitting, and uh, some great coaching moves, and some not so great. But either way, it, it's been awesome. And I didn't think that I would enjoy it. I didn't think that I would like watching it without seeing Arkansas in it. But I've been thoroughly entertained, as there's been, again, plenty of sports events to, to go on and to watch. But uh, College World Series definitely is not disappointed in a lot of these games and the entertainment and the drama surrounding him have just been absolutely awesome. Best of Vegas Golden Knights, their parade on Saturday night. We knew it was going to be big in Vegas on the Strip. They shut down the Strip. They had a good time, and we see this quite a bit with parades and celebrations. They had over 100,000 people that showed up for that, so it was uh, fantastic to see for them, and they've only been an expansion team for a short time now, and so there was a lot of excitement from that parade. Uh, another best to what was a viral video over the weekend. We know it's Father's Day, and uh, there, there was a lot of things being shared, but <laughs> this one was absolutely outstanding where at a Boston Red Sox game, uh, there was a, a man that caught a foul ball, and he wanted to give it to a couple of kids, or one of the kids that was sitting a few rows back, and it was a m- father and with his two sons. And he threw it to one of the kids, and as soon as the kid caught it, he took it and he threw it, and it just went onto the field. And the funniest thing about it all is that his brother, who saw him throw it, just lost his mind. He was so mad at his little brother. How could you do that? That is so terrible, just freaking out. And then they both start crying for different reasons. The younger brother cries because he didn't realize he did something wrong. The older brother cries because he just lost out on a foul ball. And the dad's holding both of them on either arm, just trying to console him and everything. But it was a great moment because then the Red Sox uh, went out there and they got him they got him a ball and uh, they got him a cool little jersey and everything. So they absolutely made up for him. In fact, they gave him two signed balls and a signed jersey from Kenley Jansen, who saw the whole thing from the, from the clubhouse and uh, even... Uh, signed it, nice throw kid to the one that, that threw it out there. But anyway, just a great moment and kind of shows you, I'm sure, of a, of a dad, especially if you're a dad of two boys, the, the bickering, the fighting, the upsetness, and the things that, that whole makes the whole dynamic special. So a really cool little moment yesterday. Best of Wyndham Clark for winning the U.S. Open, but also a best for the U.S. Open and some of the coverage where you got the later hours, the primetime hours, and you were able to enjoy more golf later on into the night because of being on the West Coast and being two hours behind Central Time, got a little little bit more golf in, so it was good to see. And even when they got towards the end, and you're thinking that it's probably going to get dark soon, they were still able to go and and uh, play more golf. So it was good to see. Uh, I'm going to go to the worst of the weekend and stick with the College World Series. I like Carl Ravitch, and I know the guys on the zone were talking about this too, but I, I like Carl Ravitch. I understand that uh, you know there's calls that get made and broadcasting and all that. Like, hey, listen, we all get it. But uh, to see what happened in that Florida and Oral Roberts game where Oral Roberts was able to take the lead there in the top of the ninth inning, uh, it's still got some ball game to be played, but Ravage thought it was a walk-off. And this one is hammered to left field. rallies and wins it TCU I should say in a walk off top half that's right not bottom 3-1 shot though puts them on top after it felt like they were down and out 6-5 just gotta be one of those things man you know you gotta know and he's a baseball guy and I know that mistakes happen but man in the college world series knowing it's the top of the ninth and uh, thinking it's a walk off is a that's a that's a tough thing, but yeah, you just it's something that you like a great call and it ended up being a great game. But for that to to be the call that thought it was a walk off when everybody else kind of knew, no, he still still got some ball game to be played. Uh, that was a pretty rough moment for Carl Ravage over the weekend. Worse to the Atlanta Braves and Charlie Culberson and him being designated. His dad was set to throw out the first pitch for Father's Day. The Braves made up for it in a sense where Michael Harris the second 
his dad stepped in and threw out the first pitch. So they, they made up for it in a sense where they, it still was a feel-good story. But Charlie Culberson, dad expected to throw out the first pitch, and he gets designated for reassignment. And mm. so that means he's not going to be with the Braves anymore. So I wonder, did it in that story, did it say how they broke the news to his dad? Like, was it just kind of like, was it a text message? Was it more like, hey, man, you, you tell your dad about it? It got to be no, awkward. They, there. they didn't say anything about how the news was broken to them. Yeah, well, like I said, maybe they maybe they should have. And I don't know. It was a bad deal, though. That's for sure. Uh, another worst of the weekend because they talk about this uh, Jello shot thing, which is, of course, happens at Rocco's at the College World Series. Uh, it's all, they're going to surpass what happened last year. Last year broke a record, and they're going to be uh, just absolutely destroying that record here soon because LSU at this point in time, which is not surprising that they were the ones that. We're going to take care of business. They have at, at let's see, it's 12.35 is the latest update that we have from today. So about two hours ago, LSU have bought 12,836 Jello shots. All right? 12,000. The one that's in second at this state is Wake Forest with 5,193. And then you have also uh, Oral Roberts with 2,500. You got TCU with 3,000. Florida with 1,700. Uh, but the real sad thing about it all is Virginia. Of course, they don't really care. And Tennessee's doing pretty poorly, too, which I was surprised by. Uh, I guess because I feel like they'd be all about it. But either way, the, the Jello shot thing is going to be completely and totally uh, blown to bits. And by the way, folks, if, if you had the Jello shots last year, I know there's a lot of complaints because they're store-bought or brought in and all that. Well, don't worry. This year, Rocco's actually bought a Jello shot maker, like making it in-house, keeping them cold and everything. So they've upped their game, too. But... Uh, just disappointing to see uh, some of the SEC teams bringing up the rear there and not doing such a good job on the uh, College World Series Jello Shot Challenge. Worst to the Yankees, they lost a doubleheader to the Boston Red Sox, and they are 1-5 versus the Sox this year. After only losing two games to the Sox all last year, they've already more than doubled that and just haven't played well against the Sox at all this year. What's the status on Aaron Judge? And, uh, no, he's, he's on I.O. for a while. For a while? Okay. Yeah, because uh, I know that that was a thing. Anytime the Yankees and the Red Sox get together and meet up, uh, that starts to always get a lot of people talking with it, too. But I yeah, hate that for them. And, you know, again, uh, you got it's a great matchup anytime you have those two teams meet. But I got a lot of friends that are Cardinal fans, and they are very unhappy with the situation that they're in. And they, they're just, they've just <laughs> been, they've been besides themselves and just been so angry and frustrated. So it's just funny how. You know, like uh, all the baseball fans out there, and you have particular teams you're fans of, uh, it gets frustrating when your team's not performing very well. Tampa Rays, they're still killing it. They're 51-24 and 24 overall. Oof. By far the best in Major League Baseball. Absolutely destroying it. Hey, and speaking of that, what, what we just talked about with the Tennessee-Stanford game, uh, yeah, Tennessee, that was down 4 nothing, and now it's 4-4. It's all tied up as uh, they're trying to chip away at it. It's the top of the fifth inning, so a lot of time to be... Uh, a lot of game to be played, but still, uh, apparently, uh, Stanford is trying to get out of this situation. Uh, they, can they bring, bring in the guy, what, that threw 158 pitches or whatever? Just bring that guy in again, right? And this guy's already thrown 85, and they haven't taken him out yet because he's given up a lot of earned runs. But uh, I guess they're trying to, to make it all work. But either way, got a good one starting up here in Omaha. We'll see if it continues on that way. How about another worst real quick? Why in the world are they both wearing black jerseys? Like, what are we now, doing is, here? Is Tennessee, is that considered black well, or charcoal? Guess, yeah, charcoal, dark gray, and, whatever And the it remnants is. of uh, orange in it. Yeah. But they're good for Tennessee. They keep getting ba- runners on base, but they keep bringing them in, and they yeah. have two runners on now with two outs. Yeah, and clutch hitting right now. Is, it's a 2-0 count, but I don't know. I just feel like well, somebody needs the court. have some sort of main color in there instead of wearing black and wearing gray. you got to do something better there, but either way. Uh, we'll give you updates on that throughout the show. We also got your Razor Hog update presented by True Service coming up next. And more of your phone calls and text messages, 501-661-1037. More Out of Bounds on the other side of the break. RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, people are still looking for lending options, and you guys have it. You know, RJ, whether it's a home equity or a mortgage loan or even commercial lending, we're ready to help. And Chris, if you're not in the market for a loan right now, but you just have general banking needs, you guys have that covered as well. We have world-class respected products and highly competitive rates, all delivered by people that you know on a first-name basis. Experience the Southern Bank difference today by visiting bankwithsouthern.com. Southern Bank, member FDIC, equal 
Wrestling Under. Hey! What a great Monday show. Well, it was a great Monday, and it was a holiday, but we appreciate everybody listening to it. And we talked a lot about the hole in the walls. Yeah, the restaurants in Arkansas. Yeah, thanks everybody for that. Tomorrow, Rick Schaefer, Justin Moore will be back with us. And another qualifier, if you want to be a listener to hang out with Morning Mayhem. A great deal on Select Kubota Equipment, the number one rated tractor brand for durability and owner experience in the U.S. The versatile lineup features performance match attachments to help you make the most of your land. Right now at participating dealers, get a Kubota compact tractor for zero down, 0% APR for 84 months. Now through June 30th. See them or go to KubotaUSA.com slash offers for full disclaimer. Visit your leading Kubota dealers today. River Valley Tractor, five great locations around central Arkansas to better serve you. RiverValleyTractor.com. Honey, look, I just used AI to create this painting. That's great, but it can't go car shopping for us. Let's try it. Best deals on cars near me. The best deals near you are at Quasi Buick GMC next to Sam's in North Little Rock. What's it doing? Oh, no. Must terminate COVID era loans and leases. And don't wait for AI to go haywire because it's already here. This month, Watney Buick GMC is terminating loans and leases made during the COVID era and resetting their pricing with rebates, dealer discounts, and trade assistance. Call 501-945-4444 or see GuatneyBuickGMC.com. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. GMC. We are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Get to Guadney Buick and your current loan or lease will be terminated, terminated, terminated. Guadney for Buick, Guadney for GMC, Guadney for life. If you haven't stopped by Arch Marine lately, you are literally missing the boat. And no boat is complete without a Tahatsu motor. Arch Marine in North Little Rock has them ranging from 3.5 to 140 horsepower. That's Arch Marine in North Little Rock. Take the Levy exit. Randy Rainwater returns to Palm Bluff Friday with Drive Time Sports, live from Saracen Casino Resort, where you can win a Mustang convertible when you join the Saracen Players Club. Grand prize drawing is Saturday night. That's Drive Time Sports with Randy Rainwater Friday at Saracen on 103.7 The Buzz. My wife was the first to notice I was losing my hair. I thought, I am way too young for this. At QC Kinetics Hair Restoration, we see men and women of all ages struggling with hair loss. And for Nick, it began when he was just 32 years old. I didn't really think about it too much until last spring when I got sunburn on my scalp and, I don't know, it wasn't really that hot out. QC Kinetics uses regenerative treatments, all natural biologics to reignite hair growth without surgery. And the results are amazing. I felt like I was hopeful, right? But then after the first few treatments, I already started to notice a difference. It just felt real. So I was just more excited to continue the process. Real results without invasive surgery. And as for Nick's wife... She loves it. I got my hair back in my early 30s. I want to look my age, and now I do. Schedule your free hair restoration consultation today with QC Kinetics. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. Get only the best customer service and the best selection of meats at Hogs Meat Market, where they have sliced boar's head deli meats and cheeses. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. How's my protege? Jeremy. Yeah. He... J-Bone. J-Bone is, believe it or not, he's getting married. What? (laughs) What an idiot. Oh, what a loser. Good. Good. More for me and you. On 103.7 The Buzz.
Monday, presented by Fleet Management Services here on Out of Bounds. We'll have your Razor Hog update here in just a second. Uh, Stanford and Tennessee still tied at four. Bases loaded. Stanford, the new pitcher, counts at 3-1. And if Tennessee can get any sort of hit here, ooh, great pitch. Great pitch there as it gets to a strike, and now you got a full count. So this is the intensity I'm talking about when it comes to the World Series. I know it's only the top of the fifth inning. I mean, you're talking about this, this, this pitch right here could just be all the difference in this game. In this series, too. And then just, uh, again, elimination game for both of them. As, uh, let's see what Stanford's got. See if they can get out of the inning here. As uh, a foul ball there, foul tip. But momentum's everything. Momentum is uh, definitely uh, definitely uh, there. Uh, DC, by the way, on the first Arkansas Bank and Trust text line, says, bumper music, why are heat waves freaking this dude out? That's the question, isn't it? <laughs> Figure it out for yourself. <laughs> it's a, it's a, you know, it's up to the uh, listener of how you want to view that and the art of it all too. It's so. a song that took off when, uh, when it was first released. Still good. Oh yeah, it's still a great one, and still think of Kevin Copps every single time I hear it. Every single time. Uh, also, I wanted to throw in a late entry into the worst of the week, and I meant to bring this up, and I had it screenshotted, but um, th- this is just, I don't know, like ESPN and Sports Center. I know that they're huge brands and they're great and they do so much and part of my childhood and many of our childhood and everything but sometimes they just go a little over the top with their social media presence of like posting things that i feel like don't need to be posted and of course it has to do with lebron james as uh this was a weird one where they they posted this yesterday on father's day it says it's been more than 10 years since lebron's first instagram post and then it has it at february 5th 2013 i'm like why are you posting this? Like, why, why is this a thing? Why are you, it's not, so it's not like the 10 year anniversary. It's just, it's been more than 10 years. You're posting it. Uh, cause I guess he had his kid in there and that's what they're referring to with father's day. I was like, man, that's just weird. How you, uh, how you have to do that. And, but Hey, that's sports and that's ESPN for you. It's just the way it is. So got to keep that moving. Uh, let's see. Okay. So it looks like Tennessee just struck out. Wow. Huge. I thought he got hit on that one, which would, of course, scored another one and given Tennessee the lead. But uh, they're going to say that he swung at it, and they're striking him out. So there you have it. Good good showing there and getting out of that one when it comes to uh, Stanford as it uh, they do give up four runs, and now it's tied at four. Tennessee has done good with reviews also. So on some of these replays, they've been right whenever they ask for a review. Yeah. Well, see, that's the greatest thing about uh, the reviews, especially in baseball, where I'm not saying they're, they've always been right. But at least with Arkansas, for instance, anytime they've challenged a play, I can't remember a time that they got it wrong, or that uh, you know that that was over like that was st- the call stood. There may have been times where it was uh, reviewed on its own, and then they said uh, the call stands just because there wasn't enough evidence one way or the other. But uh, th- that's kind of the cool thing of just seeing coaches and how they handle those challenges and how they handle uh, to the process of all that too. So I. I think that uh, Tony Patel, maybe he's got a good system in place. At least today, they, they've got something going on for him. There was one in the game against LSU where they had a runner running down the first baseline. They called him out, and the fans immediately, they're putting <laughs> their hands next to their ears saying, come on, challenge that, review it. And when they looked at it on review, it didn't take long. It, right away, you could tell the Tennessee runner was safe. Yeah, and I love the fact that that's the motion now, just just doing that, putting uh, putting the hands over the ears because that's – uh, what what the what they go over there and the umps do and you know it's funny because they do that also in football you know when they review things and even in basketball but those never happen in baseball like the the signal never happened that way but baseball for some reason just kind of picked up where everybody's doing that now so. well that that's the umpire signal so that's right. why the fans pick up on it that they're gonna go review it yeah like they should as have. they're explaining that they're they're doing cupping their ears saying we're gonna. It's been challenged, and we're going to go look at the replay now. I should just uh, keep on making it universal for every sport. Get that uh, get that type of trend going there, too. All right, let's go ahead and jump into your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. Guys, I've got just one thing I want to say to you. Touchdown, Arkansas! Arkansas wins the national championship! The Arkansas Razorbacks have completed the dream season! On by nine games! 
This is your Razor Hog Update on Out of Bounds, presented by True Service Community Federal Credit Union, where they offer new mortgage loans, refinancing, auto loans, and small business loans. Online at trueservice.net. All right, so for your Razor Hog Update, Razorback Baseball has done a good job in the transfer portal, which, by the way, Andrew Ellis of Hogsports.com is going to join us on the other side of the break to talk more about these players that they continue to add. But uh, got some big-time players from last week. Uh, you had Tar- Tarleton State first baseman Jack Wagner and Missouri outfielder Ty Wilmsmeyer also joining the team. And in addition to that, a freshman All-American has officially committed to Arkansas. I'm going to try to pronounce his name, but I'll probably let Andrew do it a better job of it. But he's a former Sacramento State shortstop. Wehia Aloy, who is a fantastic player being a freshman All-American. He's a rising sophomore who attended Baldwin High School in Hawaii, and he bats and throws right-handed. He batted 376 and 14 home runs and was freshman of the year in the Western Athletic Conference, also having 15 doubles, 5 triples. His OPS was 1.089, and he scored 69 home runs. Awesome. Thanks. Nice. And recorded 46 RBIs and is also really great defensively. So looks like uh, they're adding some pieces there when it comes to the portal. And uh, they're not done yet. Is they're going to continue to try to add as many players as they possibly can. It's almost like a portal season within itself. Because you also have, uh, with Razorback soft, softball, being able to add a huge transfer where Bree Ellis, who is the former SEC Freshman of the Year, she announced that she's coming to Arkansas. She played first base at Auburn for two years. And then she just posted a picture in an Arkansas uniform and social media with no captions. So... She confirmed to WholeHogSports.com that she will be attending the University of Arkansas. So you're talking about the softball team getting arguably one of the best players out of the Big Ten in the transfer portal and then getting an SEC Freshman of the Year out of the transfer portal and all coming into the university. So great job by Courtney Dyfel and uh, getting not only uh, great players to come in, but talking about studs in their respective conference and in their respective teams, too. That's huge for her. And uh, that's about it for the Razor Hog Update. Things are pretty slow right now, but there's always going to be more things moving. And I'm sure uh, once we know what Razorback men's basketball is going to do with their final scholarship spot, I have an idea of uh, how that's going to turn out too. But we're just going to have to wait and see. Wait and see how it all plays out. But that's your Razor Hog Update presented by True Service. We'll take a top-of-the-hour update. When we come back, we'll talk a little Razorback baseball. Andrew Ellis of HogSports.com will tell us more about some of the portal additions for Dave Van Horn as well as uh, maybe some of the other directions that they're going to continue to go into the portal. And we'll keep it moving on Reaction Monday, presented by Fleet Management Services. It's all coming up next. You're on Out of Bounds. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Brewskies is the spot for lunch downtown. Burgers, wings, sandwiches, loaded fries, and healthy options like wraps and salads. Prepared from scratch daily and made hot and fresh to order. Happy hour starts at 11 a.m. and those drink specials go with everything on the menu. Brewskies, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Monday night is poker night with two games nightly, 7 p.m. and 9 p.m. only at Brewskies.